Gentlemen, are you ready to get this this party started? Yay! You can call me Pink. Anthology. I am your host, Neil Cordray. I am joined this week by one true man. And Mike. And um, we're reconsidering our whole news approach for a little bit because we realize it's kind of always massively out of date. Um, it's last week in Geek. Last week in Geek. Yeah. Yes. Not to be confused with last week tonight. But yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> so stay tuned. We will be. Yeah, we're, week we're, is needed. Yes, we're, we'll, we are coming up with what we will say, with what we're going to do as far as that goes, but uh, we're going to forego the news segment this particular uh, episode because it's late and I'm tired. Um, oh, I can I can do it in a few seconds. Uh, here's the news you already know. Spidey's back in the MCU. Joker debuted. It did pretty well. There are thoughts and opinions. Yeah. That's about it. Carry on. As of, happened. As, of the time, <laughs> yeah, as of the time of this recording, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so... So, um, we're going to tweak the week in geek. At some point, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we're going to go straight into the spoiler of the week, and... Uh, we should announce the topic first. Well, I think we're going to... Sur- well, I want to go into the spoiler, and then we'll give you the topic. To- all right, the- cold read it is. Yeah. Spoiler of the week this week is... John Romero is about to make you his bitch. <laughs> um, so, because that's nice and vague, uh, we're going to talk about video games. It's rather specific, I would argue. But. Well, yes, but, <laughs> but but without the context, it is like, okay, how does this tie in? Now we get to explain, Indeed. which is my thought process. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about video games, what failed to live up to the hype. Um... <laughs> We're gonna try and keep it semi-recent, but so Daikatana, I don't think should really make this list. <laughs> um, but suffice to say, Daikatana is yeah. really bad. I mean, there you go. We got that out of the way. Most people probably don't know what the hell we're talking about. Probably don't even know how to spell it for a for an internet search, but uh, and yeah. with good reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's best you don't, and if you do, then the few people that do, I'm sure you're appreciating the deep cut. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he made a he made a trivia night I ran once. Um, Mention like, oh, I, 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 uh, well, no, Daikatana oh, specifically, specifically. Okay. Um, because this was a, this was for the anime club, and um, I, uh, I used the ad. John Romero is about to uh-huh. make you his bitch. And I was like, so what's this an ad? What what video game is this an ad for? I like that. Um, this was during this was in the video games uh, oh, and- section of the trivia night. Oh, never mind. For a second there, I, I was mixing up my uh, my Johns. I was thinking of John Carmine, not John Romero. <laughs> That's an easy mistake to make. <laughs> I was about to give. I mean, it. Didn't didn't they? Well, I'll plug it. I'll plug it anyway. Uh, for those who are fans of John Carmack, aka you know the daddy of Doom and Quake and Rage, yeah, it's like they were both good. Uh, and so. and Joe Rogan, uh, he came on an episode of Joe Rogan and it was super awesome and fun and interesting. So you should check it out. Apparently, he's a big car guy. Super into cars. A lot of people are into cars, like Jay Leno. Funny how rich people tend to be into cars. It's almost like they can buy whatever they, they want. They can afford have to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they can afford to be into cars. <laughs> I dropped $100 million on this car. Congratulations. Um, well, part of how that, that's, that discussion segue <laughs> is uh, one of the first big, like, the big QuakeCon tournament or whatever it was, 
the first one they did, he, as a grand prize, he gave away his own Lamborghini to the winner of the contest. Wow. Very nice. So it's kind of interesting. And I'm willing to bet that that Lambo's onboard computer could run Doom. <laughs> well, that was, that was, a, that was a, I don't want to just, you know, gush on and on about the episode, but just kind of put a uh, button on it. That was one of the things they discussed is, you know, um, with him quite enthusiastically is uh, John Carmack was like, oh, yeah, you know, that's it's a thing of pride is that now you can get Doom anywhere. Just no, Doom on a calculator, Doom on a, Doom on a, uh, you know, on a phone and on a tablet and on a laptop and desktop and, you know, the oldest computers and it's just like, Anything that's capable of processing almost anything can just oh well doom is just assumed yeah you know? <laughs> anyway assumed doom yes so yeah video games that did not look there like is that. in fact an entire Tumblr called it runs doom it runs doom I like it yeah. which all well, it does so you know. yeah that Tumblr just particular like um it uh, it tries to you know catalog the strangest things that uh, people have gotten Doom running on. Generally speaking, if the, you want The two most interesting I've seen were a thermostat. <laughs> wow. Wow. And okay. a smart fridge. See, I have many, I have many questions. <laughs> First of all, is the thermostat more difficult because the heat's higher? <laughs> is that nightmare? And then the, the, uh, the fridge is just like, you know, baby mode or whatever. They have like five or six funly named yeah. uh, difficulties, mm. you know. Anyway. Yeah. And the best part was the guy had mapped... It was one of the smart thermostats. The guy had mapped all of the controls to thermostat buttons. So you could play Doom standalone on the thermostat. I mean, that's like, in a way, you got the heat blasting. That's like some next, next level futuristic immersive shit going on right there. Very expensive. Yeah. But still. Uh, so games that failed to live up the hype. Yes. Doom Doom did not fail to live up to the hype. Um, no, very much not. I'm not sure exactly how much hype it got, but <laughs> yeah, but but it it uh, Doom delivers. Yeah. So for me, uh, the PC uh, original PC version of Doom Two was my entrance to the Doom franchise, and that was the game I played the most of. Mm -hmm. um, you ever play Chex Quest? Oh yeah. I that was a surprisingly fun game. This is this this makes me feel so old. It's like, oh hey Neil, remember when we had that bowl? We we had that box of uh, of corn checks, and at the bottom there was a CD ROM that we used to install a game on our computer. It's like, oh my god! It's like people talking about a telegram machine or something. Yeah. Anyway. I Chex's Quest Chex was, Quest. A, was a was a reskin port of Doom Two. Yeah, with basically checks. Basically, like think the serial. Basically, think a demo of Doom Two of Doom Two. Only you are a you are a man. Essentially, it's like the weird cover of Mega Man for the original Nintendo, where it's a dude with a gun instead of actual robot. Um, it's like you're like a dude in a blue spandex suit, but the entire everything that's not your limbs is a big fuck off checks thing square yeah, it's whatever. a square of checks and if you run out of ammo your melee weapon is a spoon uh-huh uh but the chainsaw is an electric spork that is a thing that exists you yes. can't unknow that it was and it wasn't just a demo <laughs> it was it was an entire rescan of the first uh five levels which was oh, okay. i think the entire first package of doom 2 oh yeah it's like the first like episode they yeah. called them yeah yeah back when episodic content meant something right well, not just we want more money uh, well, what did it mean then? Hmm? Uh, it was primarily we hadn't we haven't finished making it yet. 
Oh, okay. Because the Doom episodes mostly came out. So for pick free. your poison: wanton greed or incompetence. <laughs> well, they, well, it, it was much more. Hey, we we made some more stuff. Here it is. Because most of the Doom episodes actually came out for free too. Well, see, I I didn't really I didn't really grasp the um the time the significance of episodes because I just had the entire game. Yeah. So I was just it's kind of a foreign concept to me. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So that's uh, that's enough Doom. ten minutes of kill kill talking about Doom. Well, when, you, uh, when you bring up a subject like Doom, <laughs> you're doomed to digress. Yes, uh, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, things that very much did not live up to the hype. Yes. Um, and as much as I would love to just throw out No Man's Sky, I haven't actually played that game. So yeah. you played No Man's Sky? Did you play it before or after it apparently got better, quote unquote? Fright got good. I don't know. I was just like... Was it relatively new at the time? Mm, been out for a little bit. I remember that many people were very, very, very much disappointed. It's very much the word Because it yeah. didn't live up to half of the promises, yeah. quote-unquote, that were made. Uh, and I say promises because <laughs> the developer kind of promised things and also kind of didn't promise things, like if you got into the, yeah. the whole big thing. But well, yeah, that's a whole thing. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, of course, now, you know, in our current era of social media and people just communicating all rapid fire and stuff, yeah. um, there's going to be a lot more of that, where, like, this, you know, like, the, the virtual crowd or mob just kind of gets it in their head that, oh, this is this thing's going to be this, and the actual people involved really didn't say anything Yeah, the, about hype, it. the hype train gets a lot more real of yeah. late mm-hmm. um, in, in this day and age of... Yep. Uh, of super fast uh, 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 communication. But on the plus side, things that are actually good that would have never really had a chance to gain any traction do now, so that's cool. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's another digression. Um, yeah, so I you know, I just realized when I was thinking about some of these games that didn't live up to the hype, in my mm-hmm. opinion, um, we seem to have a repeat offender with Peter Malyoux. Like, oh wow! So you're not the only person who whose brain jumps to Peter Molyneux immediately. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, the entire Fable series, arguably. Yes. And uh, Spore is probably the worst offender. Well, Spore uh, isn't Peter Molyneux. Oh, it's not. Yeah. No, that's oh, uh, I, that's Will Wright. Oh, sorry, that is Will Wright. Okay. As I said, not bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, uh, he's got plenty on his. Fair, he's got plenty red in his. Will Wright and Spore. Uh, yeah, yeah, very much so too. Yeah. Right. Molyneux I mean, over has. Molyneux has made a name for overpromising things. Right, going that's like his. Like that's, that's his brand. Going like all the way back to black and white. That's like Cliff yeah. Blazinski's brand being a douche. <laughs> like it's his brand. It's like, oh my gosh, this will be the best thing ever. Right, and the thing is, is the Fable games aren't bad. No, they're just not groundbreaking. Yeah, they're just not. They're not revolutionary. Yeah, right. They they like, and and that I, I and I think it's worth point worth differentiating between. Uh, creator-created hype versus crowd-created hype. Yeah. yeah. Although I'm just, I'm not really going to distinguish here because mm-hmm. I'm just riffing. That's fair. <laughs> I think but that well, is a, that's a, we all are because we pulled this topic out of our ass today. <clears throat> that is a fair uh, distinction to make, though. Yeah. Because sometimes people get hype because, oh my god, I want to th- see the thing. Right. Yeah. And sometimes people get hype because the be, because developers said... It, it'll it'll you know yeah it'll reven- revolutionize the way you because brush your teeth people like um, was it I how do you pronounce it Kaz Harai the the sunny guy 
Do I? There's all the hype with PS3. People are like, oh, people are going to work two jobs to buy a PS3. Uh, yeah. Remember that shit? Kind of. Yeah, well, it generated a whole lot of memes. Yeah. You know, attack the weak point for... Yeah, attack no, no, the weak point massive damage. I remember, I remember the... E it's the Ridge Racer. Ridge, Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer. Yeah. Yes. There's like five memes alone. Here's this giant enemy crab. Yes. I remember... <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm very familiar with the E3 um, thing. I didn't remember the guy's name. Okay. Right. But yeah, that's the dude. That's the dude who went all Ridge Racer. Like, that's the guy, the infamous... Yeah, I mean, right. it was like a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> right. So, so it was a PS3. It was a really good console. It, just over, it was just over for cost at the beginning. It, yeah, it was. It was just too expensive and hyped up and lack of games at the beginning. Yeah, but right. Anyway. So, I mean, personal experiences of these things. I mean, yeah, No Man's Sky, I looked at it and I got stuck on basically one planet, you know, and I couldn't, yeah, I was just like, I got bored with that game. So they, in fact, did take the sky from you? You can't take the sky from me. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Okay, so... That's my alarm these days. <laughs> the, um, so, along those lines, the uh, Firefly, the whole Firefly oh, MMO, Here we go. Here which we go. did not materialize. Yeah, well, yeah, well that's, that's... That's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's not even... That's not even failing to live up to the hype. That's failure to launch. That's a different yeah, episode. That, that's, that's Ghostware. That's like... That's Warcraft Adventures. Oh, well... You remind me of the thing, but I'm not going to... Starcraft Ghosts. No, he, he's reminded me of a different thing that I that I will I will not interrupt your train of thought on yet. <laughs> well, it's just one of those things that never happens. I yeah. mean, so yeah, so, failure to launch. Yeah. So speaking of theoretical vaporware that then failed to live up to the hype, hmm. Duke Nukem Forever. Yes. Uh, that one. Well, that actually eventually. No, that's the thing. It did eventually come right, out. It was both those and things. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was vaporware it's for the, the longest time. It has the key distinction of being vaporware that actually Became. condensed into a thing. Yeah. It just then the thing. The th well, I played. I. I. I the thing was passable. A year ago, yeah. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I am. It's a Steam sale. Duke Nukem Forever is on sale for a buck twenty-five. <laughs> right. I'm gonna buy it and I'm gonna see what the what, what you know. Yeah. And I'm just gonna see what what. It's the same kind yeah. of thing. It's the same kind of mindset one goes into where they get a wild hair and go, "I want to buy this tablet because it will amuse me." Yeah, I mean, um, I know it doesn't have any real worth, but I'm going to buy it and consume it and move on. It is why <laughs> I have a box of pumpkin spice Twinkies in my house right now, because. I bought it because I was like, this will be hilarious, these will be terrible. And you see, you are correct because I made the observation that he should be wearing a pair of Ugg boots instead of shit kickers. Yeah, um, however, they're actually pretty darn good, but that's Miss, a side missed point. opportunity. Um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I want to see what the deal is with Duke Nukem Forever. So I bought it because everyone was like, ah, fucking Duke Nukem Forever. It well, finally came out. See, here's the thing, though, right? Yeah, uh, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm going to get you on a technicality here. Mm -hmm. the, the idea is it failed to live up to the hype, but by the time people knew it was really going to come out, no one cared anymore, and they knew it was going to be middling. There was still fairly big hype once once it got re... Once, I feel uh, like that was only in very small circles, though. Like, if you're reading, like, a PC gaming magazine, perhaps... Mm -hmm. Because I mean that. Well, that's where I get most of my gaming news. Is yeah. from yeah. Is from people who would build up hype over this. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, okay, I'm going to buy it for about twenty five. I'm going to play the game. I'm going to see. At this point, because at, that, at this point, this was a year ago. It had been trashed as 
you know, whatever. And I played it, and you know what? It is an entirely mediocre shooter game. Right. Like, oh, man, I, it I, is technically proficient. Um, <laughs> it it yeah. it runs. Yeah. It doesn't have too many bugs. Yeah. The shooting actually feels pretty good. When when you have to when you have to resort to the game runs, you know you're not in a strong position. Yeah, there there were <laughs> there are problems aplenty with the game. Oh, by the way, um, biggest of which being only being able to carry two weapons at a time. Oh yeah, the deal. Like you should really just be. It should time. be like fucking serious Sam, where you right. pick up all the weapons. Yeah, it's like. If, if you enjoy Duke Nukem, mm-hmm. it's like, no, you were really just wanting a serious Sam your whole life. <laughs> yeah. Let me come show you the light, my Well, story. I mean... Those um, games are great. Duke Nukem 3D, um, I got for free in uh, when I signed up for Good Old Games a long time ago. And I played... And Duke Nukem 3D's fucking great! It's a classic. <laughs> anyway, um, this kind of dovetails into a more obvious example that for some reason didn't come immediately to mind. Maybe it's because I'm trying to subconsciously bury it. <laughs> uh, but I, I have a whole story here. So, Go for so it. So gird your loins, everyone. Loins uh, girded. Yes. Okay, so uh, I went to um, PAX Prime Seattle um, 2012. It's the only PAX I've been to so far. I really, I really like to go to one of the other ones. Because that would be a great two for go to an awesome PAX and see a new city, like Boston or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I had a fucking ball that, you know, was really fun. And I had plenty of time to just kind of just do stuff in Seattle, too. But even just the convention itself was amazing. And um, one of the things we did, I, I was there with a buddy of mine, Jordan. And um, one of the things we did was um, they had a demo, a multiplayer demo of Aliens uh, Colonial Marine. <laughs> Yeah, I know. You know where this is going. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, here's the thing. Uh, oh, and not only that, but I, I will show you the picture because you, you'll get a kick out of it. They had a photo op thing where you could get up into the loader from Aliens and take pictures. Mm-hmm. And there's like an and there's like an alien like like hunched up, like crouched on it, like it's about to like you know put its head in or like stick its mouth out or breathe, like you know yeah. spill acid on it or whatever. Like it's attacking right. it. Yeah. And it was cool and it was fun and funny and whimsical, right? And Jordan and I dutifully got in line and got our pictures and I have the pictures. Uh, but so I mean. So this is, I'm setting the stage here. I'm painting a a picture, right? Because everything about this was positive. It was like, oh man, this sounds fun. This looks cool. Oh, this, this prop is great. And then we played the demo and like, whoa, that was really fun. This is cool. This is like, this feels like a, um, like a left for dead competitive mode or like an evolve kind of thing. Like it was legitimately fun. Um, and then the game came out. <laughs> now, that's that's not entirely accurate. I heard a lot of really bad buzz, and I'm like, ooh, I don't like what I'm hearing. I'm definitely going to hold off and wait on this, and I'm glad I did. Uh, the game came out, and it was just a fucking train wreck, um, both uh, both on an entertainment level and on a technical level, which is a real twofer. Buggy as crap, terrible, broken AI. Uh, there were, the aliens are just, like, vibrating in corners, like... <laughs> the, the human opponents are not using cover like everything is completely fucked and on an entertainment level it was like bad writing and generic and it was short and just everything about it was terrible basically <laughs> yep. and it like it was getting universally panned like you couldn't even find a rag to like take a bribe to give it a good score like everyone was just like this is the shittiest shit that ever shot out of a button <laughs> like that's it that's all you heard 
<laughs> and it was just so it was such an eye-opening thing because like I, it made me realize I mean well it made me appreciate I already had realized this many years ago just how full of shit uh, the advertising marketing you know for a particular game or entertainment product in general can be mm. but this was like the whole enchilada here because I had like a multimedia experience made a good memory right <laughs> like everything about it was positive in my mind <laughs> until you got to the game itself and thank god I was someone who's actually hooked into this stuff of course, if you're at a convention, you're probably going to be, but I yeah. digress. Anyway, that's my story, and uh, Aliens Colonial Marines is still, to this day, widely regarded as one of the most disappointing games ever. I, I feel like we covered it, but do you remember hearing a, a, about a year ago where someone found... A, they a, fixed it? They found they f- a, a, yeah. a single a typo in the code. Yeah, it was like a typo in the code that screwed up the whole they, AI yeah, routines. That, yeah. that, well, it, it still didn't make the game great. No, but, but it made it significantly so better. The enemy models would, you know, get stuck in the floor. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was like it was all kind of a weird... They, like, they, they misspelled the word tether. It's like something out of a Doctor Strange comic or something. Like they're like floating through walls and ceilings and floors. Like it was all just, you know, teether versus tether. That was the, and like the person found it, they changed the code, and suddenly the game worked like maybe it was supposed to. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> but yeah, um, I can't really top that in terms of disappointing games that I've so bad experience, with. right? Well, then let me... <laughs> and I'm setting the bar pretty high or low as the case may be. <laughs> right. Say, then let so me tell ben, you... So, country roads take us home. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so old to be limboing that low. <laughs> right. Say. Obligatory Venezuelan. Yeah. Uh, so, Fallout 76. Let's go there. Uh, okay, you may top me. <laughs> let, let's see how this plays out. Okay, so, Fallout 76... Um, and the thing is, is that, bear in mind, at this point, I had actually uh, seen things like For Conan Exiles and stuff like that. I played, you know, uh, some MMOs and shit like that. And, and like sandboxy survival kind of thing. Right, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm thinking, yeah, okay. Now, bear in mind, Fallout 4, which for me is my one of my favorite of the Fallout franchises. It's good. Um, it's a fun game for me. I mean, it's I just... I think my third favorite Fallout game... Yeah, and which you know, you know that's a hard ranking yeah. game for that, that's very hard to rank for me. When it, I can, with go the exception and, of tactics, all of them are fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I can go and play. You know, especially I can play any Fallout game, um, except for tactics or you know, <laughs> um, any of these squad games. I can play any Fallout game, you know, just over and over again. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, even one and two. Um, it just you know those are. It's, it's got a great feel, and I was yeah. just like, okay, I'm gonna give Fallout seventy six because Fallout seventy six. First of all, you know, hadn't you pre ordered that? I did, mm-hmm. and then I had to order it again because my pre order didn't show up. Did you that was that? that that was fate giving you a hint. Yeah, it was fate kicking me in the ass. Universe was trying to speak to you. Exactly. Um, so, um, yeah, I did get a, re- a refund on that, and Amazon That's hated good. it. Um, but, um, and actually, I think it was uh, the delivery company that, actually, no, I ended up getting it, but by then I had ordered it. Um, yeah. So, so, but anyways, um, so Fallout 76, yeah, they're going, oh, yeah, it's the best new thing, but there were disturbing things from the beginning. Like, oh, you can only play on a server. Only play on a server. Mm-hmm. And then you get into it, and there are no NPCs. 
I mean, it's just like, this is supposed to be the coolest game ever, and all I'm doing is running around chasing random quests. Yeah. You know, but the, the game itself... It's just really good at simulating a barren wasteland. All part of the plan. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> but the game itself—you you, you know—if this is—if this is only twenty years after the war, yeah. you know, um, and and the weird thing is, is that like Fallout Four is labeled one of the most overhyped games, but it delivered in my mind to me. Fallout Seventy Six, yeah, I get you know, I mean, it, it's. I feel like Fallout 4 had a moderate amount of hype. It didn't seem overhyped to me. Yeah, no, I mean... It, it, Although there was a lot of free publicity with the guy who paid in bottle caps thing. Yeah, no, that, that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was fans, you know, creating the hype for yeah. themselves. Yeah, um, but yeah. Versus so, developers and, and... Yeah, this was very much the, the consumer yeah. side hype. This, was, this was the hype trade. Yeah, and then Fallout 76, for instance... Um, you know, there is nothing telling... I go into one area, it's like, huh. So I go and look at something. I look at something, and I get a bounty on my head. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? You know, there's nothing saying that you can't... You know, this belongs to someone else. It's like, they didn't lock it. What the hell? Why am I getting... You know, why... When you say look at it, you mean like you inspected the item or something? Exactly. You know, and then I'm going, huh. Well, I guess I better put that down. You know, and then at one point, I'm just, I stopped playing the game. At the point where I would just start taking damage at random, and I had no idea where it was coming from. There were no other players near me. I would kill everything on the screen, and I was still taking damage. It was like the damage that the that the monsters or the NPCs were doing to me was showing up late. Uh, you know, and I'm just dreaded lag monster. Oh yeah, and lag was horrific. The servers were were notoriously bad. See, that's, oh, yeah. that's quite the combo of crap-tastic there. It's like, you have to play on a server, and the servers suck. Yeah. And, and the server, uh, like, the servers regularly crashed. Like, yeah. the entire server would crash. Yeah. So you would be like, and we're, like, you'd be playing, and then it would stutter, and you would think, oh, crap, it's lagging. And then you'd get a thing saying, we're sorry, we're experiencing a technical difficulty, and a blank fucking screen, and then back to the launcher. Now, I, I didn't even play 76. I just watched. Yeah, you the, saw people trying to play I watched the it. madness unfold. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to be wrong so bad. I, I so had, wanted to be wrong. Yeah, yeah, I know this is a separate episode, but uh, just this deserves a quick shout-out. We are talking about, you know, online tech stuff. Final Fantasy 14 1.0. Holy God. 14 or 13? 14. 14. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 13. You're right, Ben. Online, <laughs> the 13 is the online one. Yeah, 13. 14 was... Yeah. Is, is the thirteen uh, the one with lightning? Fourteen is the one on the online. Oh no! Wait, did I have it right the first time? Yes. Final Fantasy fourteen is online. Fifteen, yeah, because I'm in my mind. 15, I can see the Roman numeral. Yeah, fifteen is the one with the pretty voice. Thirteen is the one with lightning, and fourteen was was the MMO. Okay, so it was fourteen. Eleven was also an MMO. Yes, uh, but yes, we don't count that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, it was it, it was apparently actually pretty good. Just it stopped being supported. Fourteen's right. actually still going strong. Uh, my friends uh, Melinda and uh, yeah, Kyle. well, that's and that's an interesting story because they 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 in a very Japanese uh, show of <laughs> um, responsibility. It's a unique combination of Japanese culture of the uh, ridiculous work ethic, um, earnest apology, and like honor, loyalty, whatever, like, whatever that mix is, where they're just like, you know what, we totally screwed the pooch, we're gonna move heaven and earth 
to redeem ourselves, and they did. Yeah. But that's a whole other story. Yeah, and they, they literally blew up the, their world. Yeah, um, it was very meta. That's yeah. pretty cool. They call, I mean, they call it a Realm Reborn for a reason. It's yeah. one of the most meta things I've ever seen in yeah. game. And, and apparently the lead-up event to Realm Reborn was actually also really good because it was suitably ridiculously ap apocalyptic because right. they were, in fact, destroying the, their world. Yeah. <coughs> But yeah, that's uh, that's more fodder as far as MMO launches and yeah, endings. Right. Um, but yeah, I needed to shout out because it was huge letdown for right. tons of people. Well, see, and then the other thing with with Fallout seventy six was it was only a PvP mode, just right? About. Right. Yeah. yeah, and so you you know even if you weren't going PvP, there was some asshole in there who was you know who right. might go. I'm sure there was stuff, there was bounties and stuff like that, but you know this would be that guy who has been playing for six. You know, and that's six gonna be so drawing to the player who like their mo in those games is to casually wander around and soak it up, right? right? Take exactly. their time, like you're like you're sipping a fine scotch or something, right? You know, or and, yeah, you don't have that luxury when everyone's gunning for you, literally. Exactly, you know, and so it's just like, and then the, then there were these events where you had to have a certain number of people and you had to join the event, and I'm just like. I'm trying to follow. I'm trying to follow this, you know, this this anorexically thin quest line. Yeah. You know, and now all you fuckers are trying to run around and kill super mutants in the you know the place I'm trying to get into. See, one person's event is another person's chore. Exactly. It's like oh God. it's one thing when it's just like there's an event and it's like hey here's the thing and if you don't want to participate great yeah but, but if you do there you go yeah but when it just kind of like gets in everyone's way that's right something else and by the way i've noticed that the common thread here is uh beloved franchise mm -hmm. because final fantasy fallout aliens like these are big name mm -hmm. franchises that people have expectations and memories yeah. associated yeah. with and, and when they take it away to the point that you cannot play it alone which has always kind of been the point of yeah. fallout games you've got the vault the vault dweller the the, uh, the the chosen, chosen one, one. <laughs> right yeah. uh, the you know the uh, the lone wanderer the lone right. wanderer the sole survivor yes you know and now it's... I'm sure there's meme material here with airheads like the we're the lone rangers <laughs> right and, just, and yes you tip, you frequently end you'll up get like, one companion like a dog a or a dude yeah yeah, but yeah not we build up a party sure yeah but <laughs> it's always been. You and your dog meat, pretty much, going yeah. around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even Fallout 4, you know, you were building settlements, but they didn't go with you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it was just... Yeah, now it's like, oh, you must bring a party of friends, or you must play with random strangers. It's like, you know what? Even Conan Exiles, which is a sandbox game, lets you make your own game. Right. You know? You can set the world to your, you know... Plus, there's a lot more server flexibility there. You've got the official servers, then you have everything else. Right, exactly. You know, and it just... Yeah, and it just doesn't... In all levels of PvP, too. Everything from full-on, like, blowing people's bases up to, like, none of that. Exactly. <laughs> everything, in between, everything in between. Exactly, and it just... Yeah. So, and it... it there's the drama of, you know, the munchkins that just wander into a server, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, because we had there was one guy who I you know I was actually playing with someone who was pretty cool. You know, and we, we were you know hanging out, and then this idiot comes along and it's like, "Hey, you two are fucking noob," and just like, "Okay, you know." Let me get this straight. Mm -hmm. He joins the server. He's mm -hmm. literally the new guy. 
Mm-hmm. And then he calls you the noobs. Right, because evidently we were, <laughs> you know, we were still, like, low-level, you know, in... in, in this was like, still 76, too. This is not in Federal Exile. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. I, I'm just... Yeah. I'm, I'm stopping to savor the irony and stupidity of the situation. Yeah. Well, in, in I always guys, thought that was such a stupid, like, epithet, too. Like, yeah. oh, you're a noob. And it's like, why, yes, I am. Right. I just started playing this game. What well, you and, you know, and, <laughs> or and if you're not, like, and it's obvious that... You know, and and you could tell the guy was, like, 17, you know, and, you know... And it was well, just, I would hope, because it's worse if he's, like, 37 or whatever. <laughs> you're still younger than me. So, <laughs> you know, I'm just like... Um, Look, you know, and it would just, it got boring, you know, the point where it's like, oh, I'm going to shoot your ass, you know, like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> At least, you know, there are games where trolling can be, uh, or adversarial play, at least, can actually be interesting uh, and that's very not very much not it. <clears throat> like, EVE Online's a perfect example, like, that's part, that baked into the game is that, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, paranoia of <clears throat> people, are, people are, like, infiltrating corpse and, like, months later pulling off heists and doing all this crazy shit. I will say this, though. Eve is a game that is fun to read about, not so much to actually play. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you, if you, uh, <laughs> if you have a bachelor's degree in economics and accounting, then it's a really fun game. And, from t- everything and tons heard. of spare time and commitment. Yeah, right. from everything I've heard. Spreadsheets in space. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so another one along those lines. Um, which I played like for six minutes um, was um, in the um, Shadowrun series. The Boston. first person shooter? No, Shadowrun. I actually thought that was super fun. Oh, uh, Boston Lockdown? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Yeah. That was infamous for. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm not familiar. So. Uh, <laughs> count your blessings okay so i guess the quick way the elevator pitch to explain this to you is you know how disappointing you were at fallout tactics mm-hmm. that but Shadowrun. okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it just that sells it pretty well yeah, that's basically well, it fails to sell it pretty well exactly <laughs> right exactly yeah you know it's like you know alien clone marines yeah but shadow run <laughs> what i mean specifically though, because it was like a tactical like it was like a turn-based you know right like, i was just like <laughs> versus kind of deal yeah, I'm just like, fuck, no, this is not what I want with Shadowrun, you know? By the way, um, can anyone, uh, does anyone have any examples offhand that were not, like, a beloved or established franchise? Because so far we've had that on all of our games. Well, see, I think that that is baked into the yeah. Like, in order for something to build up substantial hype, <clears throat> it usually needs to be something that is well Okay, well, No Man's Sky. But to be fair, Fable and Spore were completely new entities at their time. Right. Well, they were. And they were got that. Spore, we got, well, uh, and no Man's Spore, Sky. no. Sim games were huge. Well, I mean, spe- I, I don't mean like the genre. I mean specifically like. And at right. the time, it wasn't a necessarily beloved uh, franchise, but it was a beloved um, studio. Maxis Games. Yeah. Could, by most people's opinions, do no wrong. Until EA bought them. Yeah. yeah, well, that's a common refrain, isn't it? I mean, we could probably do it. Oh, yeah, these guys of, were great until we could, EA bought them. We could do an episode of until EA bought them. Right, yeah. right. Well, I think... By I mean, the way, we, when... when I'm not... Notice how I don't say if when we do that episode... Yes. That is going to be the title of the episode. Oh, absolutely. Ellipsey, when EA bought them. Yeah, until... Or then, uh, until, until, until EA, EA bought them. them. <laughs> yes. Well, I, and it's... But I think... <laughs> that or this podcast... Don't adjust your internet, <coughs> EA. Don't adjust your internet, kids. That is the that is the beginning. The ellipsey is the beginning of the Yes. Time. Right. But I think, I mean, when you come down to it to answer that, 
Uh, no Man's Sky, not part of the franchise. Right. No, it anyway. was just it was just Fable was its own franchise. Cool. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is that was the launch of a new one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so we have a couple mixed in there, but generally it is baked in. Yeah. To achieve that level of hype and disappointment right. yeah. when it does. In order to get hype, you need to be either ridiculously innovative, or at least appear to be ridiculously innovative, or you have to be something that everyone's really looking forward to. Right. You know, bringing it back a bit more old school, um, it become kind of obvious examples. Well, you yourself have mentioned that apparently Mario Brothers 2 is just a game called Doku Doku Panic, but recently... Doki Doki Panic. Doki Doki. Um, yeah. Yes. Well, Super Mario Brothers 2 in the United States... Was a right. uh, was an English reskin of WWE Panic, which was a Famicom disc system game. <laughs> so bizarre. Famicom had floppy disk games, and WWE Panic was specifically one of those. Man, that, there's um, a story behind that. And uh, that's why there were no recognizable enemies um, throughout. Like <coughs> at this point. Yeah, like because it was all it was all new, right? Yeah, like, at this point, shy guy. Pretty much everything in it yeah. is super recognizable Mario because it's it been one of the first Mario's because yeah. it's been absorbed into the Mario um, zeitgeist over legacy. Like, yeah, like narrative. World. Yeah, exactly. There you, the, the the Mario universe now contains right. Birdo and shy guys and snippets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. They didn't. Like, these were all brand new things. That's why you don't kill Bowser at the end. You kill Wart. Yeah, the yeah. The frog guy who's allergic to turnips. Yeah, see, I was... Yeah, when I was a cat, I'm like, what the fuck is that about? And the whole thing was a dream. I mean, spoiler alert. The- well, it wasn't in, in WWE Panic. It was uh, they, a family of four people got pulled into a storybook. See... That, uh, the whole thing turning out to be, it was all just Mario's dream. That was, like, my first exposure to that really... To the meme of, it was all just a dream. Yeah, to that stupid trope of, oh, but it was all a dream. (laughs) The cop-out ending. Quite, yeah, cop-out ending. Uh, And and I was going to say, the other one um, is the, in my opinion anyway, um, the sequel to Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda 2, Link's Adventure. Like, it was a weird, side-scrolling, impossibly difficult game. It should be pointed out that that was just... They didn't know what to do. <laughs> like, they, they, they wanted to try and be innovative with the Zelda world. Uh-huh. Miyamoto wanted to try something that wasn't the same as just making uh, the same game. Well, he succeeded, and, but in something very different. Um, it was not fun at all. You know, then (laughs) they learned their mistake and made Link to the Past. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's funny. Which, you know, was named that because, like, okay, guys, we we learned Zelda 2 kind of sucks. Was that Um, really a, was that that a wink and a nod? That was a small wink and a nod. I did not realize that, huh? A wink and a nod? Oh, (laughs) jeez. Get out of here. It had to be done. That, that still may be my favorite. Well, to be fair, I haven't got to play Breath of the Wild yet, which I hear is amazing. But Link, Link to the Past so far is probably still my favorite Legend of Zelda game. I It's my second favorite Zelda game after Majora's Mask. Says, oh, okay. I was going to say everyone says Ocarina of Time. But. Oh, don't get me a little wrong. Ocarina of Time is my third favorite Zelda game. Ocarina of Time is fucking great. Yeah. But like Majora's yeah. Mask really, in my mind, took what was good about Ocarina of Time... And condensed it down 
to just the good parts. Uh-huh. And mostly because it didn't have the water temple or the shadow temple. Right, right. I mean, don't get me wrong, the water level in Majora's Mask still kind of sucks. They don't know how to do water temples. Like, yeah. this is the universal problem with Zelda games, is the inability to make water levels. It's been like 30 fucking years. Why can't they figure this shit out? It's because water levels generally suck. It's kind of like how there's always those shitty sewer levels in games. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of, uh, that, that is kind of uh, an oddly fitting thing, right? That you're going through a sewer when it's that bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I love Majora's Mask. It's, it's, it is one of the very few games that I have played to 100% completion. Nice. Um, which... Well, that's kind of part of the appeal baked in, right? Is that you have a time limit and you're kind of... You, like, go in there and try to, like, do better and, like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, like... Well, you reset the time the time limit all over the place. Re- refine it. I, I, uh, the last time I played, um, I didn't do the 100%. I didn't get, like, all the pieces of heart because that's a boring slog. Yeah. Um, but when I did, I did get all, all 20 masks. And I, uh, did the best timeline ending. Um... It's it's a it's a random sort of self imposed challenge because because you you always replay in the same three days. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things you can do to um, that that improve people's lives from one day to the next. So one of the things that that I, that I like to do in Majora's Mask is um, is essentially right before I beat the game. I go to the moon and fight the final boss. I do everything I can for every group, for every person in the, like, you can't make, you can't universally do everything that that you can do on a single playthrough, but you can make, like, 90% of the people in in, in your world happy. Hmm. And... I've lost you. <laughs> I haven't played beyond the original. I barely played Majora's Mask, so okay. I don't have much of a frame of reference. Right, and I after I didn't, I played Ocarina of Time <clears throat> for a little bit, and I'm just like, oh god, it's so difficult because the controllers. I just so as we discussed this, apparently the uh, Switch is coming out with a reimagining, I guess, of Link's Awakening, the old Game Boy well, game. It's it's not really a reimagining. They're just re-releasing it with updated graphics. It came out last week. So is that technically a remaster? What would you call it, that? It's mostly a remaster. Yes. Yeah. Um, they did include a thing where you can get randomly generated procedural dungeons for theoretical ah. infinite play. Oh, they Aside from that, it's just yeah. So uh, links awakening. Okay. So interesting things with this. Um, <clears throat> I feel we've, like we've gone pretty far afield with the topic. But. Right. Well, you know, things that have failed. So. Along those lines, um, Diablo. Diablo 3. Um, Height. I didn't see it as being too bad. I played all the way through it. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. Diablo 3, I don't know. I guess technically it makes the list because even though it's a really good game and I enjoyed it and I played it a good amount. It's initial... It definitely uh, failed to live up to the hype. Because, yeah. again, it we failed. have to make the distinction. Just because something fails to live up to the hype doesn't mean it's a bad game. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it And it also wasn't... And, 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 like, at initial launch, there were many problems with the Apple 3. 
Yeah, they had technical issues in the launch, and of course, there's already a big the shit auction storm house was a shit storm because the real money auction house and always having to be online and all that. Right. Well, and and then um, the other thing about that one, I mean, it, first of all, I think it broke the, the servers weren't up. You know, yeah. People, um, but it, it failed the franchise. I think it didn't. It wasn't as good as the franchise. Whereas Fallout 3 through 4 up to up until 76, um, even though they changed the premise, they stayed true to the franchise. Well, I think with Diablo 3, it's just it's just um, it's just a general mm. current era of shitty Blizzard writing and yeah, storytelling yeah. and dialogue. They make really, really entertaining games well. yeah. that are not interesting at all. Exactly. That's what they do now. Yeah, Activision Blizzard. Yeah, we make we we used to make the games you loved. Well, here's the thing though: it's like I still enjoy the games, Mm -hmm. like to various extents. Like, um, obviously, uh, this is another example, but StarCraft Two, a lot of fun, but the writing sucks. Um, And uh, Hearthstone, I thought was a lot of fun. There's not really writing there, but. Yeah, just to throw it out there. Uh, and I really I like Heroes of the Storm. Awesome. Overwatch is really fun. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, the games are fun, but it's like, it's just not the same. Yeah. It's not the same exactly. kind of thing. Right. Oh, speaking of Diablo game, Diablo games and failing to live up to the hype, <clears throat> um, this is just more sort of a humorous meta example. Um, at BlizzCon 2018, uh-huh. um, they oh god blizzard oh, i know where you're going blizzard blizzard uh, was, was like guys we got this there's a big really announcement huge big announcement yeah it's gonna be great you need to come to our main event yeah, yeah. um and and like it, it got built it got built up and hyped throughout the con to the final day and where they had their big announcement of diablo immortal a mobile game Made outsourced to a shitty Chinese developer that has made really bad, bad play to, uh, pay to win games. And then the right, right up there in the Hall of Shame, along with working two jobs to buy a PS3 and Microsoft's hashtag deal with it with the yeah. Xbox One. We have um, what you guys don't have phones. Do you guys not? Have Do you guys phone? not have phone? Oh my and, god! And this is after um, read I, the room, right? Well. <laughs> here's here's what here's what amazed me. I finally got to sat down and watched that the the announcement mm. uh, video. Yeah, because it's out. It's on there. Um, <laughs> and the guy failed to read the room so hard because during a Q and A during a Q and A previous to the do you guys not have phones? <laughs> um, Every time it cracks me. The up. person there was a question that was asked, which which was. So, so is this a hilarious, massively out-of-season April Fool's joke? <laughs> but as a serious question. As a serious question. I, I, I want to I find the, the actual quote. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Because it's, um, let's see, Diablo, Immortal... For those who are wondering what I, uh, who haven't played the more recent Blizzard games, what I'm talking about with the shitty writing, this is basically how you boil it all down. Yeah. Everything was fine until corruption. There you go. That, that's the story for every recent Blizzard mm-hmm. game. All the StarCraft. Uh, I was wondering, is this uh, an out-of-season April Fool's joke? <laughs> is this an out-of-season April Fool's joke? Because... That that it like, 
they just it, and that that's failure to live up to the hype on yeah. a hilarious like macro level. Fun that to, again to uh, pick on Blizzard some more. Uh, Blizzard Activision, I should say, I guess. Activision right? Blizzard. Oh, of course, because the Activision has to come first. Well, it's because a lot of the problems are Activision level. problems. Um, right. But anyway, Activision Blizzard, um, the uh, the the expansion, um, Miss of Pandaria, the Pandaren, that was an April Fool's joke. It was literally an April Fool's joke. They had an April Fool's joke, and this was this was this was like two thousand five. They were piggybacking a real piggybacking off of a real thing, which was I shit you not, EverQuest two. You could type slash pizza, and it linked you to a Pizza Hut delivery thing. So if your ridiculous sedentary ass couldn't, you know, to go be troubled to go out of your client window to order pizza as you continually play the game for the entire fucking weekend or whatever it is. You could order, you pizza. Could order pizza through a ridiculous corporate shill partnership thing with pizza. That's kind of hilarious and awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, nothing... If you want to look at an example of American excess, I point you to that. Like, there's not many things that top that. Oh, maybe the double-decker KFC sandwich, but uh, where the bread... Is not bread, but two chicken. Breasts. I've always wanted to try. <laughs> I've always wanted to try the KFC double down. I won't anyway, lie. We're right. going to go off on a wild tangent if I don't rein right. it back in. But yeah. what? Uh, but I, I'm not exaggerating here. Um, they, Blizzard, rightly thought this was hilarious, and they did a uh, Pander and Express April Fool's joke where it's like, hey, type in this like emote, and we will deliver Chinese food to you via these people dressed as pandas, and then some. Because this is Trading Places style, somebody bet a dollar to some other suit in a boardroom and he said, ah, we could sell these fucking wild guys. I'll bet you we can make the pandas a thing and they'll still buy it, the stupid idiots. That's what happened. They made the April Fool's joke a full-fledged expansion. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Literally a joke. But hey. Yeah, on, yeah. And, and just... I mean, there, and there are some... And you know the funny thing about Diablo... Is that ever since then all the Diablo clones have done have been better? Like than... Path of Exile. What? I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up. Well, I, okay. Well, um, preemptive, okay. preemptive strength. Well, we. I mean, or we have Torchlight. All... Torchlight. Yeah. I say we, we, we played. That. We played what through the first act of Torchlight two. Yeah, yeah, we played a couple. Of, we played a couple of acts. Yeah. yeah. We've heard, well, yeah, see, the thing about Torchlight is those were actual Blizzard employees that have been left to do it. So it's no quite. I mean, set most of them. It's no surprise that that was really good. All right, but yeah, Path of Exile had some nice Blizzard devs as well. That's true. Um, yeah. Well, there's another one, and also people who just and, and the the main core of like the three founders of of grinding your games also were all roommates in college who played the absolute ever loving shit out of Diablo two. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of because Diablo two was fucking amazing. That self taught kind of thing there. Yeah. <laughs> And then, I mean, and then you have, was it the, the one we were talking about at one point, Outer Worlds? Um, I don't think the Outer Worlds, that doesn't come out yet. No, but it's, it's made what from, it? um, the Outer Worlds, it's it basically, it's like Fallout in space. Yeah, it looks good. It's a, it's an epic exclusive for the time being. It's another yeah. milestone. Just everything is an epic exclusive for the time being. And <clears throat> that's, that's another milestone that makes me feel super old is... It's like, hey guys, remember when we got the Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction expansion and it was super high res with 800 by 600 now instead of 640 by 480? <laughs> <laughs> high res with your expansion. And I legitimately was impressed by that at the time. 
Like, I remember being like, oh, man, this looks so much better now. Right. <laughs> 800 yeah, by 600, that was the 1080p of our day. Right, and by the time by the time you're listening to this, Outer world should be out. Still on the Epic Games score. Um, <laughs> October 25th. Yes. Yes, but where is it available, Ben? Uh, I don't know. On the Epic Games score. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's like this is a scary themed episode <laughs> but anyway bringing it back into our examples of failure What's to live up to the hype any other uh, big ones that uh, deserve some time um, sliced out carved out okay um, Assassin's Creed Unity Oh, that's a perfect example. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Well played, Ben. Well played. You, I grant you 500 interviews. Because this is another, this is a colonial marine situation where the game and the technical side both sucked ass. Right? Well, and I just, well, never... they, they, they cleaned both up. The problem was it mostly was released in an unplayable state. Yeah. But unlike colonial marines, it didn't take 15 years and some, <laughs> and some fan, yeah. like the only fan of the game, going through the code and line by line and f- figuring out it was a problem. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft actually did eventually like fix the game. Yeah. Oh, uh, you... I love the picture of though of uh, it was a picture that got used in a lot of uh, promotional material because it was in someone's like press playthrough mm-hmm. of. It was a cutscene where one of the models' heads didn't load. <laughs> Just yeah. its eyes and teeth. Oh, God, I saw that screenshot. Haunts <laughs> my dreams, sir. Haunts oh, dreams. and its hair. So its hair, its eyes, and its teeth was the only thing that was the only part of, of its head that loaded it's in like a fucking cutscene. It's oh. like one of those like weird D&D monsters that just got created on the lark, you know? Right. Somebody had a bad dream or was on drugs or something, and they're just like... Ooh, let's make it one of these. Yeah. So, okay, but... It's uh, a flunk, actually, guys. It's, it's not the... Uh, it's not just the Epic Store. It's actually on Microsoft Store as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. That, doubles the, that doubles the consumer base to 50 people. Right. Well, uh, the Epic Game Store has a, has a pretty huge download base because Fortnite... Yeah, well, you know, that's kind of see that's a one-trick pony situation. That'll even out. So, yeah, uh, games that uh, games that fail to live up to the hype. <clears throat> um, Fortnite. Ah, let me explain ooh. what I mean by this. Yes, I was in the closed alpha for Fortnite Save the World. This was before it was all cartoony, right? Uh, it was always kind of cartoony. Kind of, but not to the extent, yeah. right? But it was not a PvP game. Right. Um, it was not... Oh, yeah, wildly deviated. not a Battle Royale game. It was a PvE game with base construction and uh, and fighting waves of mobs. See, that's what's so funny is I, I legitimately was looking forward to it, and then I have still never touched the game because I'm like, oh, this isn't the mm. game I was... I played it. Um, I, like I said, I was in the closed... Alpha of the game. Right. I was. I got. I was in the invite only alpha. I played the hell out of it until I got very bored because the alpha didn't really have like. I played it until I was out of things to do in the alpha. Yeah. Right. Uh, which took like about a week of solid play. Right. It was the alpha. Like, and I was like, okay, I'm very much looking forward to when this game gets released. 
And then PUBG happened. Right. And then Epic decided to make money. Fortnite Battle Royale and make all the money forever. Which, I mean, kudos. I mean, I would do that too if that's yeah, where the no, money I, was. I don't. I don't fault the. <clears throat> I do not fault the business decision. Right. It just sucks. But I was very much looking forward to what Fortnite was going to be until it went. Until it decided to go off in a completely different direction. Right. And yes, Fortnite saved the world, did actually get released, and kind of is a thing. And that became an afterthought. It really, yeah, yeah, it's not really the thing. So, right. okay, are we also looking at only video games? Nah, go for it. <laughs> okay, because this recently was a thing, and I have uh, Shadowrun 6 Edition. Supposed to make things every, everything easier. I have not seen a single good. I think thing the about PDF it. is out, but I don't think the physical book. I have to ask my friend Ryan about that. He's my he's right. my big. Uh, well, Shadow weren't you watching a uh, Shadow? Yeah, movie? there is a there is a, um, and I you know when we do a signal boost style episode, I will mention this again. But there's a there's a um, cool YouTube channel called Roll for It that does some good game streaming. Um, I'm particularly fond of the. Um, well, it's really all I watch over there. Um, but uh, they have a Vampire 5th Edition called um, game called uh, Chronicle, called uh, Sounds of Silence. It's really good. <clears throat> but anyway, on that channel, they started um, a sixth, Shadowrun 6th Edition thing. They're trying it out, and they're doing a game. And I was like, okay, maybe I might kind of, you know, like just kind of listen in on this and see what it's like, because we are considering playing it. And then they, after like a handful of episodes, at the best, they're just like... I, I see this title come up on YouTube, and it's like, why we're not playing Shadowrun 6 Edition anymore. And they did an entire <laughs> episode breaking down all of the problems with the system, and like a couple of little meager things that they really? could say good about it. So if you really want to play Shadowrun 6th Edition, play Shadowrun 5th Edition. No, don't even do that. I, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole other discussion. A whole other discussion. Yeah. But yeah, 6th Edition, yeah. Yeah, I, it's like I, D&D 4.5. I hope, they, I, hope, yeah, I hope they salvage something out of that. That's, yeah. It's a missed opportunity. But yeah, D&D 4.5. That's a, that's a good example. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, Pathfinder 2. Um, Pathfinder 2nd Edition very much strikes me as as D, as, as 4th Edition-like. It's not, quite a, it's not quite like that. It's like trying to mix 4th and 5th. Mm-hmm. But... It's very samey to me. I don't. I I have looked at the books. I've read the books. I don't much care for. I don't much care for the, for the way it was set up. Right. And see, for me, the other big one was when they tried to revamp Marvel superheroes and turned it into a collectible card game. Ooh. Yeah. See, in a in a meta way, that's a very. I played that collectible card game. It was actually pretty fun. But compared to Marvel superheroes, the RPG. Wait, are you talking about in the '90s when they did that Overpower game? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, because I remember Overpower seeing, was a lot of fun. In the I well, I didn't play it, so I don't really know. But but they were trying to. I know the advertisers all, all over the place place. for the RPG. No, that's dumb. But it was a lot. It was fun as a collectible card game. Yeah, in the, in the '90s, if you um, played CCGs, yeah, I was big into like, you know, uh, those like trading cards and stuff. Those like comic trading cards and stuff, and I remember like. You know, like Wizard Magazine, which is like the Beckett of, you know, the, like the pricing guide for that stuff. And, and, of course, you know, just a big collection of ads, essentially. And I saw that Marvel Overpower all over the place. Yeah, I, I played, we, uh, we, we had enough cards for, like, two kind of decks, and it was fun. Um, it was, it, it, like, 
it was sort of thing where if we if we had gotten into it, um, we probably could have had a lot of fun with it. As it was, we were heavily into the uh, Decipher Star Wars uh, CCG yeah. at the time. So we uh, didn't do that. And um, as evidenced by the stacks of cards all over the place in this house, in, in this apartment at this point, I'm kind of big into Magic the Gathering. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> Little CCG <clears throat> by by the company that took over D and D. So, okay, so another one I've heard terrible things about was Destiny. Oh, dude, get out of my head! I was just about to say <laughs> I have another one ready to go here, and that's Destiny. See, now, I've I, heard I've heard from people that the sequel is a significant step forward. Destiny Two is I um I'm actually about to pick it up because it's it's on. Well, it's uh, free to play now. Yeah, it's, uh, well, the, the expansion isn't, but... Well, of course. I mean, um, they got to get you somewhere, but... Right. But... Buy to play. It, it, right sense. now is a very good time to get into it, and, like, it... Nah, I'm good. ...actually looks pretty darn fun. But the first game... Man. Uh, see, here's the thing. It was a game that all, that lived up to and also didn't live up to its hype, in my opinion. It was a very, like, the, sh- the, the shooting was really smooth and it felt good. But after a while, it would get um, it get a bit monotonous, and it would be mm-hmm. a bit it got too grindy. And also, uh, after making they had all this cool like kind of uh, whatever the video game, I guess just cinematic nature. Like it had a cool presentation, and it all seemed very mysterious and interesting. Then I actually played the game, and it was too mysterious because nothing made any sense. And there was no connection from anything to anything. There was literally no. Story. Yeah. And I was such a giant letdown because I was like I was ready to be all like. I was fully on board with it. I'm like, all right, whole new world, something original. It's not just another Halo game. Like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, I bought my ticket. Let's see what's going on. And then I play the game, and I play, and I keep waiting for something to happen, and nothing ever happens. And poor Peter Dinklage had nothing to go on, so the Dinklebot sounds terrible. There's <laughs> this little robot that's voiced by Peter Dinklage. Until he wasn't anymore. Well, in the first game, though. He got over... No, like, even in the first game, he got overdubbed eventually. You mean even in the core game? I believe like, so. Before any added DLC or anything? I believe so. I might okay. be wrong about that. I, I, I want to say he was in the core game, and then they used someone else for the, like, experience. Yeah, I know that he got replaced at some point, and I was pretty I just, sure they I, actually redid all of his lines. I'm glad I got out at the core before I sunk a bunch more time and then, you know, money into expansions and stuff, because, who boy, like... I had fun with it for a, for a hot second, and mm-hmm. then I was just like, mm, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done, so. I had some people who, like, uh, like I, the, the, of people with whom I, I uh, with, with whom I, I am friends um, who played it, the camps were split pretty 50-50 on. It was pretty good, or, eh, it was, eh. Yeah. Oh, um. But speaking of Destiny and games that failed to live up to their hype, Anthem! Oh yeah, that was another one I was going to, yeah. I feel I was bad. Say, you should speak to that. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I didn't My cousin it. Rob works for Bioware. But every single person I've <laughs> ever seen say anything about it or have played it, it was all negative. Yeah. Um, my cousin Rob works for Bioware. Um, I haven't heard him. I haven't talked to him <coughs> at, any, in, in, at any length about about um, Anthem. But if the big expose that uh, Kotaku did about horrible, massive mismanagement at the management level yeah. um, is any indication, 
See, I, my heart always goes out to those people that are in this big ambitious project and then they can't really see it through to how it should be because of corporate reason yeah. and stuff. Corporate apparently fucked everyone six ways to Sunday. Yeah. Um, it's too bad. Yeah. Because it had an interesting concept. And the idea of, you know, being in these cool Iron Man suits and flying around an open world oh, could be yeah. really cool. I love it. That's a great premise. And then... Um, you could, the, the flying is on cooldowns. Well, if you if you want to, the world's similar, not open. A similar vibe that's actually fun. Uh, tribes, tribes ascend, mm-hmm. or Warframe. See, I haven't played that yet. Warframe. Um, I know it's super popular and it's free to play with like Warframe's one of those one of those free to play games that does free to play right. Yeah. Um, it's. It's got kind of a high barrier for entry, though. You mean like if you don't have any gear, you're really going to get drastic? No, kind of no. It's it's not PvP. It's oh. almost entirely PvE. Oh, I didn't realize um, that. No, no. The higher high barrier for entry is trying to work out what the hell you are supposed to do in the first in the first like few hours of the game. Oh, um, <laughs> I see. Because it's not like the introduction. So it's like learning Eve is not very clear, except with a better. <laughs> player uh with with player better player support yeah and you're shooting things so. yeah like the community is really good and and, we'll, and there are many like here's how to get started playing warframe until you've worked out what the hell's going on <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you until you it. start to get a here's how the to community get a has feel. to pick up the slack yeah. here's how to get a feel for warframe so you can actually enjoy it <laughs> right right and once you if, apparently if you can get past that initial Hump, it's supposed to be really good. I haven't I haven't played it either, so I don't know. But yeah, another example that comes to mind. This is this is a, a while back, but uh, well, it's not as it's not as far back as Mario Two or Zelda Two, Legend of Zelda Two, but mm-hmm. um, Yoshi's Story for Nintendo sixty four. Yoshi's Island was amazing. Yoshi's Story was okay, and it was super short. It felt like half a game to me. Yeah, I, liked, I, I played Yoshi's Story. I remember it was... It just seemed like a letdown to me. The problem was... Uh, the, the, one of the big problems with Yoshi's Story was you could go... Like, there were four levels you could play in each world. And if you played them one at a... You, you could play them one, two, three, four and play the whole world. Or you could just play level four and then be done with the world. Mm. Uh, so it was possible to skip 90% of the game. Maybe that's what happened then. Um, I remember it being super short. I remember it being okay and kind of fun, but also... I think it's because I rented it. I may not have really cared if I did the entire thing. But yeah. We were getting the Black Yoshi and the White Yoshi was always was always kind of cool. Um, just because those were two colors of Yoshi that, no one had, that hadn't been seen before. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's why I was like, er? Yeah. I remember how fun that was in Super Mario World, which is still one of the best games of all time, in my humble opinion. Yeah. At the very least, pl- best platformers of all time. That's uh, the, uh, like, I don't think that's a that that is a controversial opinion. No, but it's, I, it's not. It's, it's a not, game that doesn't come up in casual it's conversation. A, it's not a universal opinion, but no. it's definitely not a controversial. Yeah, no, no, no definitely. Game. I'm not going out on a limb here. Super Mario World, like. If, if if you make a list of top ten best platformer games of all time and Super Mario World isn't somewhere on that list, right. then your list is wrong. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
But anyway, what I was going to say is that uh, it reminded me of, I have fond memories of discovering all the various uh, colors of Yoshi. Yeah. Because right? they, they well, looked they were, cool yeah. and they had their own special abilities. And like the, if I recall correctly, the blue one would fly. Mm -hmm. The red one would breathe fire. Yep. The yellow, the yellow one would do like a weird worthless. farty sand thing. Uh, well, if you jumped, when you hit the ground, there would be like the, a tremor effect. Yeah, it would shake, and there would be dust. Yeah, the blue one was uh, was was incredibly useful. Uh, the red yeah. one was kind of useful, and the yellow one sucked. Yeah, yep, that's exactly how I remember it. And green was just regular Yoshi. Didn't have any yeah. special. Although, if stuff. you ate a blue shell, then you could fly. If you ate a red shell, you could breathe fire. And if you ate a yellow shell, that's right. You had the special shell yeah. items, you know. Because the shells gave the same powers as the Yoshi. Just the Yoshi with that color could get that super. Could get that their the color their Yoshi color power out of any shell that they held in their mouth. Hmm. Now, was the shell of some other creature, or was the shell of a Yoshi? It was a Koopa shell. Oh, uh, was Koopa okay? Because I was gonna say I'd have a lot of questions if it was <laughs> questions. Yeah, that would, it would be like a weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I'm not sure how I feel about this. Oh, <laughs> uh, you want to? You want to? Like, eat your friends, kids. Well, hear something about uh, not feeling. Awesome. I don't know how to feel about. Seems it. like a drug metaphor too. Um, I digress. If you look at the actual sprite work, uh, the thing you you know how Yoshi will stick out his tongue and eat things. It's because Mario's punching him in the back of the head. Oh, that's dark. That is very dark. Actually, no, I... Uh, it really, like... So it's a nonstop conga it, line of animal abuse. <laughs> it has been stated later that that's not what he's doing. You're, he's obviously pointing, but no, it very that much feels like a very like, much That feels like a George Lucas explanation Yeah, it very much right. looks like he's you, punch, you punch Yoshi in the back of the head so he sticks out his tongue. And for those who don't know what I mean, when I say George Lucas explanation, I mean a shoddy explanation ex post facto. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, well, all along, this is what I had envisioned. Or right. <laughs> I, 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 I get Jar Jar as the king. Right. <laughs> I do get the impression that I don't think that people really thought about it too much. No, like, but I mean, that is pretty fucking dark. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. For a friendly kids game with all these bright colors and whimsy, you know. Yeah. 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 I'm not really sure how to say with it. It's just really dark. Yeah. <laughs> well, that got dark. So, uh... <laughs> oh. Yep. So, interesting uh, little tidbit. Um, the, um, the NES game Rambo um, used the exact same engine as uh, Zelda 2, Link's, uh, Link's Adventure. Huh, I did not know that. Which is why that when you kill things, little exper little numbers float up from them. Because that was the experience points that you would get. <laughs> Except it's Rainbow hilarious. doesn't have an experience system. Right. Okay, well, they're just like, yeah, close enough. Interesting <laughs> little bit of random trivia, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it by brain space. So, along these lines, things that, you know, didn't live up to die... Things that ne that never got hyped that should have had sequels. Because um, I was just as we were thinking about this, I was checking. You know, it looks like yeah, we got we got ten or twenty minutes. <laughs> um, so or we can I, just call the episode at some point. I'm, right. I'm out of things to talk about, kind of. So okay, um, and I think this might be something for future games or right. future games in future mm -hmm. episode. Uh, independent games. Um, for me, it's Escape Velocity. Uh, it's a little game. It's a PC only, or PC, actually, it's originally designed for Mac. 
and it's only the third one that went out for PC, hasn't had a new actual an actual new um, um, release since two thousand two. Mm. But it's still very popular. I can think of two games that I really, really wish um, got a sequel. Mm-hmm. Both of which kind of baited a sequel, just never got around to beginning them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Dust and Elysian Tale, okay. uh, which is really, really, really fun, and I highly recommend uh, getting, playing it if you can get a chance, especially if you can get it, uh, if, especially if you have a controller for your computer. Because it, yeah. it's it's a very super responsive one for one side scrolling brawler game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and another game that I really wish got a sequel was Aquaria, which was a Metroidvania game um, set in a world that's underwater and was made by two people. Huh. In fact, actually, it's worth pointing out that both of these games were made by um, Aquaria is made by. Bitblot Studios, which was two people, and Dustin Elysian Tale was made by one person. Uh, both of which are really, really good, solidly good games. Interesting. And both petered out like halfway into their story, and it was disappointing. Yeah. Well, I know uh, Zaboid Games, at least originally, was just two people, and they did uh, Breath of Death 7 and Thulu Saves the World. Mm hmm. And then another one that I like that was an independent is uh, Project Zomboid, which is a zombie survival game. And it's not a matter of how long you're, or you know, of surviving. It's how long to, how long before you die. So it's kind of like Thulu, how long before you die or go nuts. Exactly, exactly. Right. And it, it's just eaten by zombies in this context. Yeah, or you know, you can get you can die from infections or become infected or. You can die of hunger or thirst or, you know, getting sick and, yeah, just... I have another quick game. Uh, it's kind of a deep cut, um, but... Um, what was it failed, or...? Uh, I mean, there wasn't really much hype, but I'm just throwing it out there because it was personal letdown. Um, there's a game called ActRaiser for Super Nintendo. I played ActRaiser. It's very I really, fun. Yeah, I really liked it. It was interesting. It was a unique combination of the, like, the side-scrolling and the sim, like, overview thing mm-hmm. and management. And then they made ActRaiser, too. And then they made Accraiser 2, which was just a straight-up side-scroller that seemed generic. But it was actually pretty fun if you could divorce it from the Accraiser. But I just couldn't. Yeah. If it was called something different, I'd probably just appreciate it for what it was, but I couldn't get past it. I'm like, this is an Accraiser. Accraiser is part, is, uh, part two of the, um, of, the, uh, of the theoretical Soul Blazer. Or actually, no, sorry, part one of... No, 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 no. I'm getting confused. Never mind. <laughs> the thing about Akraiser is kind of weird is like you were basically you were like directly serving God no you were God you were oh, controlling an angel you were controlling the angel yeah. but you were God the angel was then, serving you you were God now in the side scrolling were you an avatar or was that someone else like a champion you, you were an avatar okay that's what I thought because you go, because you, you're the little spark of you oh yeah down, possesses the uh, the statue of you oh yeah that's so weird. Yeah. And what's really interesting is at the end of the game, right after you beat it, uh, all these people that you helped stop worshiping you, and um, it's kind of it's just kind of like only on top. Yeah. Well, no, it's like you have you have you have thank you you have done everything, and now you 
are no longer needed. Mm. You have defeated the ultimate evil, and 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 now we don't need you anymore. See, it's I... kind, it's kind of poignantly mm. like whole like mankind just wanting got around when he's needed kind of a thing. Well, no, no, it's it, it like not not in that. It's poignant in sort of like a. Um, because it's not, it's not that the people don't need, like, it's not that people just outright stop worshipping you. It's like, it's like, it, it's it's more sort of like almost a metaphor for, uh, for parenthood. Okay. It's like letting them roam free or yeah. whatever. Leaving them to their own devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I would argue very much against the fact <laughs> That they're fine on their own, given those angel levels where shit is going insane every five seconds if I'm not actively yeah. <laughs> trying to fix it with my little butt-naked angel floating around. It's super yeah. weird. Anyway, yeah, super deep cut there, but... It's a good game. Yeah. You know, the, the games that I was trying to men- uh, mention were from Quintet, and it was the uh, it was the uh, the Soul Blazer trilogy, which consisted of Soul Blazer, um, Illusion of Gaia, and Terranigma. Uh, which are also a deep cut, and people should check them out because they're really, really good. I've heard of Illusion of Gaia. Illusion of Gaia is the only one that made it to the U.S. That would explain um, why I've heard of it, then. Soul Blazer and Terranigma <laughs> made PAL releases, but they never made the U.S. And until... Terranigma actually got a got a U.S. release on the Switch. What does what PAL stand for again? Um, I can't remember. It's Europe. It's whatever... It's. A, it's a Europe region code, yes. basically. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what it stands for, but it's, it's Europe. Gotcha. Stumped you. Was that a goal? No. I'm just, you know, I'm going to get my hollow achievement. Okay. Regardless. Ding. Yep. <laughs> Grats. <laughs> so, let's see here. Did he, okay, so do you guys ever play Super Nintendo Secret of Mana? Yes. Yeah, I remember that one, and there was another one similar to it. And I can't remember what it was. Uh, Secret of Evermore. Yes, Evermore. That was one I, I didn't more, like actually. Evermore very much. One where you were in the like different it. times. Yeah. Yeah, I love. And the dog would like morph into different stuff. Yes. He had like the cool. I think my favorite was the primal direwolf looking dog. That was badass. I like had the weird toaster robot dog. Yes, was robot. That, yes, was, that cool. was awesome. That yeah. Was yeah, they have like it. turns into a big fucking poodle one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's in the, the after the caveman age, it turns into a greyhound. Yeah. No, I played Evermore. I just I didn't much care for it. Man, you know what I really liked, which also recently got released on the Switch, and also never made it to America until just very recently. Mm-hmm. Second and Setsu Three, um, also referred to as the second the second Secret of Mana game. Although technically the third, because yeah. Final Fantasy Adventure was the first Secret of Mana game. Jeez. <laughs> um, uh, it was a Super Nintendo game that never made it to the U.S. until once again, very recently, on the Switch. Um, um, uh, refer, uh, released as uh, Tales of Mana, I think. Sure, why not? It was in their big. It was in their big. The first three Mana games release on Switch, which was which was. A re-release of yeah. Final Fantasy Adventure, Secret of Mana, and Second Densetsu Three, which they released as I can't remember what. Hmm. Anyhow, uh, we're kind of out of things to talk about. Um, yeah, as you can tell. And it's 
very much time for me to go to bed. So, uh, we're going to call this episode. All right. Uh, thank you for putting up with a more long-winded and rambly episode. This has been Neil. Mike. And I'm the one true Ben. And we will talk to you next time on Geek Fanthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter N and the number 92. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, leaving us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. If you're listening on Stitcher, or not Stitcher, sorry, ah, uh, what is it? Spotify, that's it. Man, these are off the cuff these days. If you're listening on Spotify, please follow us. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by making a one-time donation on our website or a reoccurring one at Patreon at patreon.com slash working theory. The final thought, I guess this outro didn't really live up to expectations either, did it?